mice in a row, three blind mice there they go, marching down the street single file, to a calypso beat all the while, they're looking for the cat, the cat that swallowed the rat. They want to show that cat the attitude of three blind mice. Hello everybody and welcome back to Double Oz 7, the number one worldwide James Bond podcast that publishes every six weeks. Uh, something we're hoping to remedy here. Uh, and currently the number one James Bond podcast, minus Ben Waterworth. And uh, we'll kind of explain as we go along here, but uh, every, I think everybody's been expecting rankings we're not doing rankings today we're moving on to something a little bit different but we'll just start off with the introductions of everybody who is here um i am colin hilding played today by jack lord but not for long uh my name's noah and yes ben's not here but also we're not doing a book episode so we're breaking new grounds here <laughs> we're not doing a book episode and ben not being here yeah so. we're proving wow. we're not just the literary side of the last <laughs> year we can also talk over film right. <laughs> which if you haven't guessed or if you didn't read the episode title or whatever <laughs> the description went up as you just downloaded it you thought oh new spectre etc yeah there we go <laughs> spectre etc they're moving on to talking about double oz 7 this week um <laughs> we've had enough of ben waterworth but <laughs> no we're doing commentaries which is something we talk i don't think we really ever talked about doing it i think as far as I can remember, the first time it really came up was when we were doing, maybe back in December, the 1967 Casino Royale parody film, and you and Ben, I think, had watched it. Had you guys watched it together? Uh, no, we didn't watch it together, but we were pretty much uh, Facebook chatting through the entirety of it, so almost together. Yeah, I remember mentioning in that episode that even though we were all saying we really had no desire to watch the movie again, that it would be something fun to do if we ever did a commentary to it. And I I think uh, this just sort of came up recently. You know, we'll, we'll kind of explain a bit. Ben was a few months ago on a bit of an extended vacation, which is why the episodes were a little few and far between and why we were talking about books <laughs> for at least one week there. <laughs> um, he'll still be popping in and out. Um, we're hoping to have him as maybe a special guest on one of these commentaries <laughs> or something. Special guest star, Ben <laughs> But um, as far as we know today, he won't be in. We kind of just threw it out there last week. You randomly mentioned, yeah, maybe we could do a commentary or something. And I got really excited about that. And this is no prep today. So (laughs) I think I I kind of mentioned, yeah, maybe we'll do a commentary tonight. And you came on like two minutes before we recorded. Like, so what are we doing? (laughs) So we're winging it here. This was organized about literally two hours ago from time of recording. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as Noah was chopping wood or whatever, <laughs> he said, are we recording anything? Sure, let's do a commentary. Um, but I still don't know what we're doing. That's right. Uh, we're just going to count down, and then I'll, I'll start describing the scene, and you'll rush to pick up your DVD to figure out. This is this is the first game in Win, Lose, or Die, Mr. Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We decided to start with Dr. No. I know this is a personal favorite of yours. Um, do you want to describe a little bit about how the commentaries are going to work <laughs> if we've decided I that thought you were just, you about to say do you want to describe Dr. No <laughs> yeah. so we were about to watch it Colin well the uh, MGM logo starts with a lion yeah <laughs> then we get boom with a boom with a boom with a three blind mice um, now we'll just be talking over it uh, a lot of it will be reiteration from our first episode 
obviously we've gone through them all, so we might have some differing opinions. Um, but we're just going to be having fun with it. Doctor Knows a fun film. Um, so, yeah, we'll try and talk about some different stuff, but it will be our live conversation as it's going. So it'll be a bit different from the film recap. And don't expect a lot of behind-the-scenes stories from the set, uh, <laughs> as we were decades away from being born at this point. <laughs> we weren't there. Yeah, um, none of us were there. Uh, but we probably covered it in our recap episode, which you can download. Uh, not so <laughs> Double, Double seven. seven. <laughs> it's been so long we forgot who we are. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Who? What? When? That's why. Who is it? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're like, let's pull together an episode at the last minute. As soon as we start recording, wait a second. Wasn't there a third guy at some point on this show? <laughs> <laughs> I think his name was Cable. Cable. That's right. Um, I guess the way we'll set this up here is as I queued up my DVD, just waiting to start the recording. Here, I notice there's all those. You know, warnings, do not download, as you said, do live commentaries or <laughs> discuss this on any podcast, whatever those warnings are. Those are probably different in every country. Uh, we don't know if somebody's VHS or DVD is going to be different. Just... Please write us in if you're watching <laughs> this commentary through VHS. That's right. I do have, no, I don't have my Dr. No VHS anymore. Otherwise, I've got my Dr. No VHS. I oh, might go and watch it on that instead. I'll, I'll break up my From Russia With Love VHS, which I think I mentioned on another episode when we do that, that there was about three seconds of it that was deleted from the VHS when I got <laughs> it. <laughs> I've actually got two from Russia with Love VHS, so maybe you can have one yeah, the, about the delete scene. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. MGM, at the point we're watching this right now, there's an MGM logo at the start of the movie. If your version. Right at the beginning of the movie proper. Yeah, if you don't have the lion of MGM when this movie starts, then. <laughs> then buy the actual DVD <laughs> and stop down. Right. <laughs> get, get a proper version. But we're going to start it there. So basically, if you want to queue it up, as soon as you get past all the warnings and uh, Dolby Digital <laughs> star logos, um, the lion should appear from MGM. Pause it as soon as you see the lion. That's where we're going to start here. Yeah. And you press play when we count down. And I don't know, maybe you want to turn, you play it on your computer. Maybe you've, you've got the DVD on the TV. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe you want to turn your movie down, put subtitles on, whatever. But you'll play us while you play the movie, yeah. And we'll talk over it. Yeah. So it's basically like a regular audio audio commentary, but way more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, with more work. <laughs> so, so enjoy all this extra work that we have now in the digital age. But at just... least this will be an actual commentary, unlike the uh, the yeah. DVDs of to know where it's. And let's go to an interview with <laughs> Sean Connery from 1951. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a 1974 clip of somebody at a Comic-Con yeah. talking to Terrence Young. <laughs> yeah, so at least it's proper. Yeah. Uh, are we ready to start here? Let's go. Okay, so we're going to do a countdown for five, so it'll go five, four, three, two, one, and then on the go, you hit play. <laughs> on the no, five, you Five, four, hit three, play. two, one, go? No, we're going to... Five, four, three, two, one, no. No, that's what we'll go on. Are we ready? Five, no, four... Three, two, one, no. All right. Um, I'm watching a lion. <laughs> yeah, this, this lion right. made it famous after this. 
And I love the the old <laughs> radio tuning in here. <laughs> What's the very first noise you hear in James Bond? <laughs> it's a crackly radio tuning in. And, and then like yeah, not Sean Connery I, in silhouette. <laughs> I do kind of like the pause before the theme song cuts in though, the silence yeah. and then the It works for the first the... movie. Like if this had been halfway through, no, but like I don't know, uh, watching this, I, this wasn't the first James Bond movie I saw. I thought it was really cool. It's like, you're just waiting for it to start, and we're just going to make you just, just die of anticipation. I'm just uh, flabbergasted by these dancing <laughs> symbols on the screen <laughs> going along with the main theme here. Which we should say, if we're talking about this now, I mean, this style of credits, this is all the 60s was after. I don't know if Dr. No started it or if there were others... I saw other movies from the 60s and they all kind of had credits like this, but this was a very famous style of credits at the time that, very innovative, um, I don't know if it really stands up against the best James Bond credits now. Yeah, I'm not sure Connect 4 <laughs> is going to go down the best. I'm looking at like Connect 12 right now on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and the famous Ted Moore. Round of applause. I'm just... Anticipating, yes, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Noah's waited Love last year dance. for. <laughs> this dancing was just groundbreaking. I love the tassels shaking off the one woman silhouetted skirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, what is it, Nikki Vanderzil doing yeah, this dancing? Nikki Vanderzil was all of those silhouettes. Well, it actually was, um, oh, I'm forgetting her name, who from. Oh, Martin Beswick? Uh, yeah. yeah. She's one of them, isn't she? From, from Russia with Love and Thunderball. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she she had something to do with this. I mean, She's all of them. We, we established she was Terrence Young's mistress or something, but you know, not, not <laughs> I, to like throw any accusations out there 54 <laughs> years later or whatever. Oh, three I blind mice. So. <laughs> <laughs> what were people... What was Mildred and Bert thinking in the 60s when they first watched this? Like, are we watching a spy film? The cat that swallowed the rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then the groundbreaking fade into the actual film. And the real three blind mice. <laughs> I love the three blind mice. I think they're great henchmen. You mentioned that in the episode. I never really thought before of them even as henchmen. Because to <laughs> me, I forget that they are the three blind mice halfway through the movie. Um, Don't you think they're going to great lengths to keep this ruse going, walking down all the street? Couldn't they have just driven to the Queen's Club and then put their glasses on? Yeah, like ducked uh, ducked in behind like a shed or something, put the glasses on. They could have gotten hit by some Jamaican car. And the original Blofeld playing (laughs) Bridge or whatever it is he's playing here. Blofeld origin. (laughs) Yeah. See, he was never James Bond's stepbrother. He was Professor Dent all along. This uh, this part is in the book as well. Like, yeah. um, much of this film is, but this pretty close to the book here. Well, we can talk a little bit more about the book and movie at the same time now, since we both read on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, with Doctor No, it was I don't think it was the first movie any of us saw. Um, but was it the first book you read, or how did, how did this? Had you read other Bond books when you read this one? Uh, it was probably like the sixth or seventh one I read. Um, but I was kind of surprised at how close it really was to the film. Though. 
I think I had read Casino Royale um, on a Majesty Secret Service and then this. So I had heard all this talk about, oh, they really strayed away from Ian Fleming. And then the first books I read were all very close <laughs> to the novels. I'm like, these people are liars. <laughs> His old Mary. The Mary stream's coming. She won't last long. <laughs> but she's in uh, two of the books, I think. She's in Live and Let Die and... Doctor No, as his strangways. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the logistics as to why they have to be blind? Um, I don't know. So nobody suspects them of being cold-blooded killers. Well, we didn't see like Stamper wearing glasses <laughs> and a cane or anything like that, or knickknack. I don't know. Knickknack is a blind would have been fantastic. The blind chef of Scaramanga. <laughs> I like how it's got Doctor written out there, but then everywhere else, including the film's title, is DR. Yeah. I think yours is a couple seconds ahead of mine here. Okay, let me. Uh... <laughs> this is how great our copter is. <laughs> You're like Doctor, and I pause for a second. I'm like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at the communications center and a girl carrying a note. Is that where you are? Uh, right now, she just tapped the dispatcher on the shoulder. Now she picked up the note. All right, let me pause for a couple <laughs> seconds. <laughs> this is how the rest. This is how the second year of Double Seven is going to go. People. <laughs> All right, we've got two uh, British folks talking to each other. Is that right? Yeah. He just pressed a button. <laughs> now he's walking to the girl. He's on the phone. Now he just left and started walking. All right. <laughs> I mean, on the plus side, since I'm doing the recording on this one, everybody else should be synced with me. <laughs> Noah's is How is my lion shorter than your lion? <laughs> You're playing yours at high speed or something. All right, now we're zooming into the name of the club. Yeah, Le Circle. Just give him my card. Is that where we're at? Uh, now, yeah. You're, I think you're like one and a half seconds ahead now. We're almost caught up by Sean Connery's introduction. Now we've got Mildred and Bert walking into the club. Yes. Uh, waiter just walked past them. <laughs> we've got cards now. Cards now. Okay. I and think we're trench. close enough. And Trench. The great Sylvia Trench. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> James Bond's only recurring girlfriend. Which Is was it... such a great idea. I wish they had carried on with that. Well, I think I read somewhere that she was supposed to be recurring for like mm -hmm. five films and then she would become the main one in like the sixth one. That would have been great. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if I was dying to see Eunice Grayson as a main Bond girl, but I still like the idea. Well... I mean, there's also that story that Lois Maxwell was offered this part of her money penny. <laughs> sure, sure, Lois. <laughs> no, she made the right choice there, Lois. Which really just came down to, as we see coming up, she didn't want to be in her panties for one shot. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, uh, greatest moment in Bond history? Yeah. Card sense, Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Bond. <laughs> Jimmy Bond. Jimmy Bond. <laughs> 
I love that the catchphrase was there from the first ever film, though. Like, well, not a lot of recurring things happened in this film, but that's still there. Yeah, and it's in the books too. But like, I didn't realize until even recently rereading some of the books when we did our watch through last year how many times Ian Fleming did write Bond, James Bond, but it was never something that was obvious in the books. It was just kind of the yeah. way that he said it, whereas they they point out right or like Terrence Young knew what he was doing right from the beginning here. This is one issue with Dr. No is one of many, but the theme plays far too much throughout <laughs> the film. Do, 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 do. They're just walking out of the club. Although, I mean, it's funny because you assume any James Bond soundtrack is going to be fantastic. And I remember probably over 10 years ago, getting the Dr. No soundtrack for the first time and expecting, oh, it's going to be great because it's James Bond and you never actually bother to think. Outside of the James Bond theme, it's just all really boring Calypso music playing for like 45 uh, minutes straight. Underneath the mango tree? Well, I'm talking Jump about just, Jamaica? just the instrumental stuff. If you take... Three by my? Yeah, those songs are good, but the Monty Norman music, it's Calypso. It's... This now it's here, Universal Exports. I like that that's there as well on the wall. There. Oh, Granny Pen. How'd you get ahead of me again? I just saw the Universal <laughs> Exports on the wall. <laughs> Alright. Granny Penny, is she there? She just oh. slapped him. She, Granny Penny's at least 10 years away, but <laughs> I know she, she just slapped him now. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you're just gonna every five minutes you're gonna have to pause for at least ten seconds. <laughs> How does my demon just speed up every now and then? No idea it's skipping or something. You sure it's not a VHS? <laughs> it's missing three three <laughs> seconds of footage. They they nailed the flirtation thing here between them. Because it's another thing you don't really notice until you rewatch these movies of the fact that he comes in and in the very first scene he's basically sniffing her hair <laughs> that's not something you really saw in movies at this point is that i've never noticed the winston churchill there on the table in his office oh is that what it's supposed to be i thought it was Wasn't like it? m's own head or something like that <laughs> <Blow> film. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's not Winston Churchill. I'm not sure. It's Bernard Lee. <laughs> <laughs> he has a, a statue of his own head yeah. in his office. <laughs> I'd do that if I was a rich, famous leader of a spy organization. <laughs> this is directly from the book as well, especially mm -hmm. when the uh, Boothroyd comes in. That's like verbatim. Especially the name Boothroyd, which was the proper <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, which I think off the top of my head, Q was only called Boothroyd one time um, that Even I could think of. Yeah, um, what Anya in the Spy Love Me calls him Boothroyd. Mm -hmm. Although, but I can't think of any other time. Well, in From Russia with Love, the end credit no, yeah. bills him as Major Boothroyd, I think. But they don't refer to him by name, is that? I've heard of him, but never met him. How does everyone heard of everyone? Everyone's heard of James <laughs> Bond. He's heard of Felix Leiter. These are the worst secret agents ever. Like, I don't care how many times you say it, the worst secret agents ever. 
You'll get your background papers in a self-destructor bag. <laughs> Do you think um, James Bond is the best uh, person for the job for just a simple uh, missing person thing? Shouldn't that be left to the Jamaican Police Department or something? <laughs> They're too busy chasing blind men. Uh... <laughs> busking on the side of the highway or whatever they're doing now this bit we've talked about before but this is supposed to be a follow-up to from russia with love yeah. when he's berated jams on him and it still works here i think because it's kind of introducing james bond's gun for the first time but not as well i remember after reading the book dr no the next time i watched this movie it was almost like my mind was blown it's like it's like some <laughs> kind of paradox they're talking about from russia with love before it happened <laughs> What if this Boothroyd had stayed for the whole franchise? <laughs> Is he still alive, this Booth? Surely not. Uh, no one's alive from Doctor No. There was probably some cheap, low-budget spy knockoff movie in the 60s. He co-starred with Cess Linder and <laughs> Eunice Gaiser or something. <laughs> the rejects of James Bond. <laughs> I love that M says, since I've been M, there's been a 40% drop in double O casualties. Yeah. Good on you. So, so like, if none of them die, that just means four had died earlier. There's, <laughs> yeah, only, how many... there's only what? There's not even ten of them. There's nine of them. <laughs> a lot of double O's were dying before yeah. he came there. <laughs> if there was a 40% drop, they were going through them. There, did you see the Winston Churchill? Ah, oh, it's gone. <laughs> You're really fascinated by this Churchill. It's going to be like the painting the... later of uh, uh, Wellington or whatever that's in Doctor Who's uh, lair. The lair. Yeah. I love that we've got the padded doors back nowadays. Oh yeah. Even though they're not even in MI6, so it doesn't really make sense. But whatever. It's it's just one of those little things. I, again, watching a lot of the special features. Especially watching these movies when I was younger, I didn't quite get a lot of the stuff they talk about, the genius of Ken Adam. And I, I'd look and I'd be like, all right, well, this set here has green walls, brown door. <laughs> like, But then you you watch the movies and you realize how iconic something as simple as a padded door is. This, I think, I love that Bond takes his shoes off. Um, this is one of three times we see James Bond's apartment, is it? This, Live and Let Die, and Spectre. And Spectre. I love that he nearly slaughters uh, Sylvia Trench. There. You mentioned taking the shoes off. This is completely off topic, but in Australia, <laughs> is it proper etiquette to take your shoes off when you walk into your house or somebody else's house? It is. It's, it's household by household rules. There's no one uh, norm. It's some people... And it makes it confusing because it's like, is, can I walk in here or not? Um, so at my house, nobody cares. Um, at Ben's house, you take your shoes off. So it's, it's really a household by household. You also keep the noise levels down at this time of night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, uh, I, I bring that up because like, I'm in Canada and just south of us in America, I mean, you could drive three hours into North Dakota and if you walk into a house and take your shoes off, they look at you like you're an alien. Like, 
that's you keep your shoes on you have even if it's just indoor shoes you're always wearing indoor shoes whereas in canada if you walk into a house with your shoes on like somebody's hitting you over the head or something and <laughs> never do it uh, i don't mind it because i hate wearing shoes uh, i hate wearing shoes socks pants pretty much everything yeah. i take socks off as soon as i can <laughs> this this is this is too much information but this is what happens when you record later at night my wife makes fun of me because I'll come home and I'll have one sock on, one sock off. Or occasionally I'll have both of my socks just dangling way off my foot. Um, are you my baby sister, Colin? <laughs> well, she noticed we got a newborn and he does this. He'll have his socks dangling half off his foot. And he's like, you can't be taking after your dad after six weeks. <laughs> I don't know how we got on this, but um, I love that James Bond was such a gentleman here. <laughs> he tried to steal caps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they included that in the film. <laughs> and Felix and his cat glasses. just Jack Lord is the best Felix, oh, but I cannot take these glasses seriously. Have you ever seen Hawaii Five-0? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen the original. I don't think they've ever played it here since like the 70s i just remember like after i got into the james bond movies as a teenager uh hawaii 50 was on at like i don't know six in the morning or something like that and a few mornings i woke up just be like hey it's felix in hawaii (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i ever really got into the show but it's just cool to see him he plays the same character in everything (laughs) yeah maybe i'll watch it he is the lead character isn't he yeah I like this yeah, too. Cooler than James Bond. <laughs> it, it almost seems you got to wonder from the other guys. I always kind of get a laugh when he's like, uh, "Did you set a car for me?" It's like I didn't think we were supposed to. Like he's just thinking James Bond's the most arrogant jerk in the world. And like, Where's my limo? I am British. <laughs> do we know that this is Felix at this point? I don't think we do. Like no. we've been introduced to Felix, but we don't know who this guy is. Yeah, no idea. I love that they highlighted that empty car, even though that does not play a part in any of the film at all. Speeding. Felix is a dangerous man. He doesn't even buckle up for safety. I know this is Jamaica and not the Bahamas, but I just have to say, looking at the airport in Jamaica, that is what the airport in Nassau looks like to this day. <laughs> Maybe it's just a Caribbean thing. Um, I think I'm ahead of you again. <laughs> oh, no. Where are you at? Um, Bond just turned around to see the car behind him. Uh, has I he gone right yet? No. I'll tell, tell you. me when he, he goes just... right. Hold on. He just sped past. There comes the other car. This is for everybody did else he, to know if they're at the right spot with us. Still did speeding. he turn right? No. <laughs> wow, how far ahead did you get in the last <laughs> six minutes? Are you sure you didn't miss him turning right? <laughs> no, he just turned right. All right. Well, my, my counter other... says 19 minutes and 50 seconds right now. What does yours say? 18 minutes and 20 what? seconds. <laughs> So yours is playing faster, yet it's further behind. <laughs> oh, we're watching Doctor No. Oh, sorry. 
not um, die another day. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, that's good. I don't know. Does yours have more scenes with it? I don't know. This is like from Russia with Love VHS all over again. <laughs> He's making the guy get out of the car now? Uh, yeah. The guy is slowly inching towards the <laughs> slowly, door. Slowly, slowly getting... And then he's grabbing a gun and no, Bond stopped him. Is no, that what he's we're not at? grabbing it. Now he just reached for the gun. Bond hit his hand. And now he's been thrown out? No. <laughs> now he's thrown out. <laughs> You're watching a different film. <laughs> <laughs> Two completely different things are happening oh, now. Oh, kick, flip. Australia had a kick, flipped over. Yeah. Hat off. He just picked up a piece Get of up. wood. Throwing the wood at him, flipped Bond him. flipped him over. Yeah. All right. I think you're a bit behind me now, so we should be good for about a ah. minute and a half. <laughs> now talk. Yeah, they're talking now. That's going to really help us get synced. More talking. <laughs> Let me have a cigarette. <laughs> Lips moving. Um, I'll tell you when he bites it. Now. Yeah, and now he's making dumb facial expressions. (laughs) I'd love it if Bond just picked one up and started speaking. (laughs) He was on the wild side. (laughs) I love free cigarettes. (laughs) I don't know what you were there. That was Richard Nixon doing James Bond. Um, so Bond just walked in and he's there sitting in the car yeah the guy just did a double take and then a close up of the cigarette yes we're good long socks coming in yeah (laughs) (laughs) look at the size of the offices they have back here (laughs) what a waste of space Ken Adam went a bit overboard This, there was no need for two characters here. They could have just dropped one of these characters. Yeah, exactly. One of the many issues with Dr. No. (laughs) And this is the part of the movie where we neither of us have any opinion on. I always just fade out whenever like those that Colonel character is on screen in this. Film. <laughs> like anytime, anytime Bond talks to fancy British people, I'm just completely out of. I'm not paying attention. Honestly, I I know there are Bond movies where, especially we're doing the rewatch last year, where I was having to pay really close attention. There were some scenes where I'm like reciting it word for word, and the next scene comes up, and I'm like. Has this always been in the movie? You know, because there are those points where you just you you're still enjoying it, but you zone out. This colonel, he's just not needed. Like just then, he's like, "It's a blood patch," and we just zoomed in on a blood patch. <laughs> yeah, we get it. That was a radio. Yeah. There's a candle. We're looking for clues. <laughs> you, you picked up a piece of paper from Professor Ten. <laughs> yes, I did. Geology is a hobby of strength. Is geology anyone's hobby? (laughs) (laughs) 
what are you into? Baccarat, geology? <laughs> I have to admit, I missed this part. I didn't know that Quarrel and Strangways knew each other. Well, how could you have missed that? <laughs> I told you I stopped paying attention when this colonel was on the screen. <laughs> you really hate this man, don't you? First vodka martini? Yeah. We should be keeping count to make sure we got it right. That's right. <laughs> That's the whole uh, point of these commentaries. Just to, prove we just to make right. sure we're all on the same page yeah. and we'll still somehow find a way to disagree. <gasps> and this was a recurring thing in these early films. Bonds at his apartment, uh, snooping around. Well, this is one of the things I liked that they included from the books. The fact that Bond didn't really have gadgets in the books, but he did do things like put talcum powder on a briefcase or, you know put one of his hairs on uh, uh, the entrance of a door frame. I can't wait to see Daniel Craig. People say Daniel Craig is the return to Fleming Bond. I want to see Daniel Craig snooping around just casually putting hairs on doors. <laughs> you are not a James Bond until you wield the power of talcum powder. <laughs> but it's it's a clever trick. I remember trying this when I was a <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if this would work. <laughs> Just by your reaction, I'm guessing it didn't. I don't even remember. Try it on your wife tonight. That's right. <laughs> but try it on her with a door? Try it on her? I'm going <laughs> to lick a hair and stick it to your face to see if you breathe. <laughs> oh, I can't stand fancy British people like this in... <laughs> This is going to become the new thing. It's not going to be trashing on Timothy Dalton or trashing on Daniel Craig. It's be trashing on the fancy British fancy people. Fancy British people. Clydell Smith. As much as we love Terrence Young, way too many fancy British people in movies. Like, where are the Jamaicans in this Jamaican city? <laughs> they just whitewashed this entire Jamaican country. <laughs> We're going to Jamaica. <laughs> Oh, there's one. I don't see <laughs> one. Extra. I think you're ahead again. <gasps> Quarrel? Nope. Well, he's just stepped out of a cab. What is going on here? How did I get ahead when I was just behind <laughs> you? Can you just make it a point every five minutes to pause for ten seconds? They just showed I Quarrel. just got to maybe. You're <laughs> maybe already? How? I was behind you. Ugh. Get really far I'm at 26 on. minutes. I'm at 27.06 and he hasn't said maybe yet. <laughs> have a different movie. I'm at Quarrel. Now ain't that nice, he just said. Have you got to maybe? I'm not sitting closely enough for one. Look at this. We're just trying to catch up and we're missing Quarrel's introduction here. Yeah, we're missing the most important part of the entire film because somehow my DVD skipped a bit. Does his hat say C4 on it? <laughs> that explains why he blows up so easily. It's a very subtle premonition here. Foreshadowing. Of, there's lots of hidden messages in these movies. Who ever knew that Terrence Young put so much subtle foreshadowing? <laughs> Let's quarrel, Juju. 
Okay, let's see. Let's see if we're synced yet. Quaro just walked into Puss Fellas. Nope. I'll tell you when he does that. Ah, uh, we're missed Quarrel and Puss Fella now. Hold on, just pause yours until you... I, I, I paused you Puss Fella. You pause it as on As soon Puss as Fella? Quarrel says Puss Fella, tell me to press play. Okay. <sighs> Can't believe we missed Quarrel's introduction. Hey, Puss Fella, he just said it. Oh, oh well, no. <laughs> no, it's fine. We want you no, behind. behind. We want you behind. <laughs> can, Bond can we just, just say... walked into Puss Fella? Yes, that's right. And can no. we just say, the greatest name never used for a Bond girl is Pussfella. Pussfella. <laughs> Named after your mother, perhaps. <laughs> I know you used that joke in the first episode, but it never gets old. Quarrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wonder what beer Quarrel's drinking. What are some Jamaican beers? <laughs> I don't know. Um... <laughs> Pussfellas. Pussfellas. <laughs> Pussfellas Ale. Yeah. <laughs> we need more Pussfella. Like, where's Pussfella Jr. when we had Coral Jr.? <laughs> Coral and Pussfella. Uh, Puss, um, not Pussfella. Coral must be a top five ally. Not to ruin our rankings whenever we do it i i suspect he'll be in my top five um i love puss fella jumping up behind him and grabbing him and like we just saw bond completely destroy that other guy but then puss fella yeah. like, <laughs> oh i could get out of puss fella's grip this 54 year old man Hold on a second. did you notice the stuntman was white there <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I want to go back, but we've already had enough trouble with tell you, Go back afterwards, and you will see a very white stuntman being flipped over by James Bond. <laughs> Look at this. They finally have a scene with a real Jamaican in it, and they still have to cast a white guy. <laughs> Is that a jukebox over there? Put Jump up Jamaica on. <laughs> Oh wait, hold on. There's the name, uh, the box in the background. Does it say Pussfella's Ale on? Oh. <laughs> Who would have thought we would find an answer to that? So <laughs> this is why you watch the commentaries. You're never going to get this from the 1976 interviews with Eunice Gayson, <laughs> but you will get it here on Double R Seven. Winston Churchill and the name of Pussfella's <laughs> <right>. beer. <laughs> the greatest trivia facts. Although, I'm not seeing that, so I think we're out of sync. <laughs> well, it's just, it's the boxes in the background. It says something. No, uh, there's no boxes in the background. <laughs> just... uh, there they are. Yeah, there I you see are. them now. What does it say? Red. Red grand? Red stripe. Red stripe. There it is, red stripe. There we go. That's <laughs> it. This is what we've watched. I jump up Jamaica! This is what we've watched the last 13 uh, or 31 minutes or possibly 29 <laughs> minutes for, was just to find out. Okay, so... Barley and the Dragonettes. Yeah. Jump up, jump up. Where's the guy? The, we gotta see the guy. I think you're gonna be ahead of me already. <laughs> Where is he? He's gone. He's coming. Or is he's he in another scene? He's not in your DVD. There he is! <laughs> Hold on, I'll tell you when I see him. How, are you How am I ahead of you again? I'll tell you when I see him. You're really far ahead, too. <laughs> there he is! There he is, crazy... <laughs> I really do think we're watching different cuts of the script. <laughs> oh, that guy. 
How is there not a gif of that guy? Oh, I wish there was. I just want, like, a poster of that guy on my wall. <laughs> you need one of those, you know, how you can get, like, reflector, like, cards on that, how it moves and changes yeah. the pitch. <laughs> like, need oh, one of them <laughs> dancing. <laughs> I want that guy as a, a window decal on the back of my car. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say this. Uh, I forget her name already. The photographer, <laughs> but she doesn't have a name in the film. Uh, but I think in the book, there's the crazy guy. Yeah, again. That's a... <laughs> yeah. She was taking a photo of him. She thought, oh, this is weird. You know, one day we will uh, find that, that photo. Her name is Miss Chung. I think in the film. I mean, in the book. Either way, I think the character is great, even though it's a small one. You're hurting! Is all I remember from her. The way that she licks her light bulbs and then smacks Coral in the face with light bulbs. like That could have been her weapon. Just the, the, the flash bulbs from her camera. Although it's not very subtle her wearing like a kimono. Um, <laughs> or whatever. Kimono. Whatever they're called. The Chinese gown. Yeah. <laughs> like, who do you work for? The one Chinese guy in Jamaica? <laughs> Who's also played by a white man, we should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Puss fell into the rescue again. With some red stripe. Puss fell is actually played by Barry Nelson. A <laughs> small fact there. But his stuntman was Nicky Vandersil. <laughs> <laughs> She's... I love Quarrel. He's just... Oh, I got cut. Oh, Hold well. On. Hold on. He's not there yet. Now she just sliced him. And he's just, oh, well. Okay. Here it is. My favorite line. You want for me to break her arm? <laughs> <laughs> want me to break her arm? So much enthusiasm to inflict violence <laughs> upon women. <laughs> She's a tough girl, though, that one. Yeah, she didn't give up her employer. <laughs> I love this how she mouths off as she leaves. Who do you work for? Not Dr. No! <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. This cast of characters is between Jack Lord's Felix, Sean Connery's Bond, Pussfella, Quarrel. I love that you include, you're the only guy who will include Pussfella in there. The, the <laughs> great, great ragtag team. The depth of character from Pussfella. <laughs> I would watch a whole series of uh, these four working together solving crimes in Jamaica. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess it's called Hawaii Five-0, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't know if Pussfellas is in And John Kitzmiller is in because he died a few years after this, unfortunately. Yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not get that dark this early in the film. <laughs> well, the man's Well, dead. he'll die shortly. Yeah, that's right. Well... Yeah, John Kitzmiller's death led to the abomination of Quarrel Jr. <laughs> the abomination. I still remember our Live and Let Die episode where Ben was like enthusiastic. <laughs> it's Quarrel Jr. and you're like, no. And he's like, I thought you'd love Quarrel Jr. And you're like, why? Well, because he's Quarrel. And he's like, and he's a junior. Is that all it needs to be? Three blind. I wish they were used more. I guess Strangwise kind of took the role, but I think they had missed potential there. I wish that they were actually blind too. Like, how great would that have been? 
Yeah, that would have been good. When they're driving the car, it makes but it a little this... bit make more sense when they drive off the cliff. <laughs> it's RJ Dent. What do you reckon RJ, RJ stands Um, the, 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 That's something we have to solve before the end of the movie. Red Stripe? No, Red uh, something. Red Stripe? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, J, the J stands for Stripe. That's what it is. <laughs> Here's a question. I think it's Rolf. Could um, I'm forgetting the actress Anthony Dawson? Could Anthony Dawson have ever been a believable Blofeld if you did see his face? Like I take think... Professor Dent out of there. Yeah, if he wasn't Professor Dent, because all I see is Dent, and Dent is such a like measly little rat that mm-hmm. he's just not a main villain. But if you, he was never dead. I think he's got that look of a big bad villain. Like you just look at him and like that guy's not a good guy. <laughs> um, so it would be interesting to see. I think he probably better than like Charles Gray or something like that. Oh, but well, anyway, maybe he was just like a lager or something like that. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you think? I think he could maybe pull it off, but we'd need to see more. I yeah, I think. He... <laughs> You'd need to... I don't think he would need to be bald, but I'd want to see him bald first with the scar. I think if you made him bald with the scar just to make him look more intimidating, because I think as Professor Dent, he looks more like a weaselly villain. And Blofeld needs to look... Even if he is a small guy, he needs to look kind of scary. So you give him a scar disfiguration, I think that alone would make... He'd, he'd he make would look great with the scar. Yeah, like he would, he would blow Charles Gray away. Easily. I do love this scene where it's, take me to Crab Key. No, take me to Crab Key. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't take much to convince Jamaican people. I'll give you one case of red stripe. Red stripe. Take me to Crab Key. <laughs> Straight from Pussfella. <laughs> we need to make a faux commercial world. <laughs> Uh, puss fellas, red stripe. <laughs> jump up, jump up. Just that one guy, just to show. Come and watch Byron Lee and the Dragon <laughs> Official spokesman of Puss fellas, red stripe. <laughs> that it... Jamaican guy who just let him in—that was uh, played by Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put or any other white that. actor you can think. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. One authentic Jamaican this does get This space is pretty cool. The, yeah, the, well, this must be... This isn't a set, obviously. This is some type of relocation. I wonder what this is. I remember... Yeah. Um, the model, when they zoom out, looks pretty hokey. But the rest of it yeah. is pretty cool. I, I remember... It must just be an oil well, place. Years ago, I looked for... Well, basically, when I was planning my own honeymoon, and I, with my own selfish intentions, decided I'd just go to a James <laughs> Bond location, <laughs> approach my fiance the next day, let's go to the Bahamas. What's in the Bahamas? Like, great beaches, just leave out all the James Bond stuff. But I, I was looking Red Stripe! <laughs> Red Stripe! Um, lots of white people. Um, but I was looking into Jamaica as well and looking into what James Bond locations there were, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but there is a part of that location. That still exists. I do have to laugh at this room. Like you talked about the big wide open spaces mm-hmm. in the fancy British people, but this one room with just a little chair that Doctor No speaks <laughs> over the loudspeaker. On. I mean, it looks fantastic. <laughs> Take it to the chair room. <laughs> yeah, but as far as the reason behind the room, like 
no idea. And this is just one giant room where he keeps his pet spider, basically. They need lots of room. I just imagine all these henchmen are, like, packed into, like, these small rooms, like, with hammocks. They have, like, 20 people per room. And then, but, Dr. No, what about this big, wide-open room? That's for my chair! (laughs) And my spider. (laughs) Professor Dent, what is with the straw hat he's holding (laughs) you? I love this. Professor Dent having a staring competition with the spider. I think you're ahead again. Um. <laughs> Although you do, you do have to love the straw hat, though. Um, yeah. It is sunny in Jamaica, so he's sun smart, Professor Dent. <laughs> All that geology hobby. <laughs> Alright, I'll tell you when he picks it up. Alright, as soon as he... He just put his hands on it. Actually, I'll pause when he when he leaves, and you tell me exactly when he leaves. Okay. All right. Until then, let's talk about how great it is when he walks out the room very slowly, <laughs> and he just left the room. And Bond just walked into a different room. Yes. I think we've got different cuts of this film. Because <laughs> it's the only Could way to explain. Be playing it. faster or something. But how will it? Are you watching it on a DVD player or a Blu-ray player? I'm watching it on my computer. Okay. See, I'm watching it on a Blu-ray player, so maybe that's maybe playing it differently. Different. <laughs> I think we just discovered that time moves at different speeds between Australia and Canada. <laughs> We're breaking new grounds here uh, in terms of time. Yeah, you're on Canadian speed. Yeah, that's right. You just do things a lot slower. But there's a nice fingerprint there, too. (laughs) God damn it, henchman number two. Why were you eating chocolate cake before we came in here? Do the three blind mice have names? Um... You talking about, like, in the song, or... (laughs) Just the henchmen? The guys... Let's check IMDb on that. We need to... Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Love the henchmen have those boring names imaginable. Oh, what were they called in the original Casino Royale? Like, there was, like, two with, like, really weird names, and then just one that was just completely... Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Basil was Basil. one of them. <laughs> it was always Basil. It was the lisp. Basil. I can't wait to do the commentary of that. Yeah, <laughs> this spider sequence. You can really notice the. Uh... <laughs> it's, a, it's not a very subtle spider. <laughs> I love coming up here where you can clearly see Sean Connery's skin pressing against the plate glass that's separating him <laughs> with the spider. <laughs> but still, I mean, this was in the book too, wasn't it? Yeah. Although it's There just... it is! There's skin pressing against the glass! <laughs> the spider is not poisonous at all, so it's kind of a bit of a joke, this entire scene. I love the sound effects going along <laughs> with the music too. <laughs> He's sweating like crazy before the spider even touched him. 
Well, would you be? Well, I've never been to Jamaica, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, because they don't have... I love in the Australia. sound effects with the shoot. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... You know, I'm not there the yet, shoe. hold on. First hit with the shoe. Second hit. Third, fourth, fifth. Alright, somehow we're playing on different speeds, which just blows my mind, because I didn't even think that was a thing. Okay, so far I found on IMDb two of the three blind mice. <laughs> um, Do they have pain? Well, the actor, Eric Coverley, played three blind mice assassin, whereas Charles Edgehill played three blind mice second beggar. <laughs> so I'm missing three blind mice first beggar here. <laughs> they just get beggar. First beggar is missing. <laughs> have you ever been bitten by a spider before? Uh, not that I have noticed. I probably have and just didn't realize it. You have bad spiders in Canada? No, not really. We have bad mosquitoes here. Do you have huntsmans in Canada? What, like Chris Hemsworth or something? <laughs> What's a huntsman? It's a furry spider. Oh, no. Daddy long legs? Yeah, we have those. They're everywhere here. They're the ones pressing the fast-forward button on your DVD every <laughs> two minutes. I'm, I'm just not even talking because we've got fancy British people on. <laughs> right. I've got Dad. You know, when the fancy British guy came on screen, Noah started asking about <laughs> the Huntsman. <laughs> Is he currently talking to this Chinese girl? Uh, he just opened the door. He just said something to her. She's still bending over. Oh, uh, what? She's standing up. Now she's standing up. <laughs> I'm curious as to whether or not the listeners are where I am or where you are. Uh, write us in and tell us. Send us a message, send us an email, tell us, were you more in sync with Noah or me? <laughs> uh, it probably has something to do with like the one second delay over Skype that we didn't factor in when we counted down. Well, but I mean, we keep adjusting it, and it's still going <laughs> still further and further ahead. And it just faded into Bond with the Geiger counter? No! Now it just faded in. Alright, I paused for one, two... Now it's Bond and Quarrel on screen? Yes. You should probably just pause for a good 15 seconds, <laughs> and then we'll be caught up for a few minutes. <laughs> See, what does his hat say? It looks like it's an A now. It does look like C4. Yeah, I know, C4. <laughs> I love the Straw hats are big in Jamaica. Oh, huge. <laughs> What's PR23 on the boat there? That's some, some other type of hidden message here. <laughs> What's all the... We're like all founding all these codes that Terrence Young put in 50 years later. These are Easter eggs here. Coral has such a shoddy boat. Look at all these boats in this harbour, and then he picks this one guy. He's a captain. A <laughs> captain? <laughs> of all the excuses he comes up here why he doesn't want to go to Crab Key. What, what, where would the Bond series go if it actually turned out? It started as a spy film, but it ended Bond having to kill a dragon that lived in an <laughs> island off Jamaica. 
Well, Sean Connery had... voiced the dragon in Dragonheart <laughs> <laughs> 20 years <laughs> later. Roar, I'm the dragon. <laughs> well, we had Bond go to space and we've had mystical powers and live and let die. Why not have a dragon? And we had Sean Connery and Zardoz. I mean, there's no limits <laughs> to what the man can do. <laughs> Of the wood paneling everywhere here. Is this a Ken Adams set, or is this just a place in Jamaica? This is probably a real hotel. Because, again, I know in Thunderball, the hotel Bond's at there. It it was the real hotel. This This is, uh, what's the face? Tara. Yeah, Miss Tara. Which, I don't know, Sylvia... Did he get with Sylvia Trenchard? Yeah. This was, I think this was Bond off to a really so good start is, here. Yeah, <laughs> this was his second one now. I love the the directions of the most specific yeah. thing ever. <laughs> like, why did they have to make it that specific? Couldn't she have just said, come to Magenta Drive? Like, turn no, left and have, go right. There was no GPS the back surgery. in the days there. <laughs> We could have, modern day James Bond, she's like, oh yeah, just come to my address here. And all of a sudden you, you have Daniel Craig and in the background here, turn left at the next intersection. Yeah. <laughs> Make the next legal U-turn. <laughs> now we just watch Bond driving for a good 30 seconds. Yeah, some nice, some nice rear screen projection behind him. Oh, here comes one of the most debated things. <laughs> the death of the three blind mice. <laughs> Yeah, but it's funny because it's just not obvious at all, even though they set them up early on as mm. important characters, and then we don't even see them when they die. And it took me ten years of watching this film for it to click that it actually was the three by mine. <laughs> if it is the three by mine. Well, it's not like they're fancy British guys here. You shouldn't have been tuned out at this point in the film. Well, I think we debated it because I think Ben said he saw four people in the car or something. Um, maybe Pussfella dies here too. Well, actually, I think in that last shot there might have been... No. There's no way Ben's right. Come on. <laughs> I thought I was just correcting myself there. No way is that happening. I love the, uh, the, the bad projection where the car now has expanded to be about 40 feet tall in the background. That's some C4... In that car. <laughs> I love Wait, that. It on, doesn't even it do anything. It literally goes down a hill. Hold on. I'll tell you when it blows up. It blew up. And there's nobody in that front seat. They escaped. You know what? There's a spinoff <laughs> still to come. <laughs> Was that like Bond's first one-liner, though? I th- yeah, I think it's the first, like, at least you could say pun or whatever he has. There are probably some lines early on he had, but nothing that obvious. Miss Tara just walked out of the door and she's walking across the room? No. <laughs> I think your computer plays it faster. She just walked out... I'll tell you when she opens the door. All right, I've got it paused on her hand on the door. She opened the door. Bond right. just started speaking. I think you're good. She's dripping. Oh, 
He just walked in. So he just grabbed her towel. Just keep it playing. We know you're gonna <laughs> eventually, anyways. They're kissing. Yes. They've stopped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I okay. I love Bond's whole attitude in this scene. Just the way he's messing with her, and he's he's not even even trying to be. It's almost like he's coming right out and being like, "I know exactly what you're doing." Here he sniffs the towel. <laughs> and that's where he just licked it as well. <laughs> he's licking towels now. <gasps> he really should have hooked up with the photographer girl. She's licking light bulbs. He's licking towels. Yeah, they got some great licking that. action between the two of them. <laughs> I love her. Oh, yes, I have to go now. Yeah, yeah, so, the worst acting. So obvious ever. No, no, I can't talk. I have to go now. <laughs> I will talk to you later, mother. <laughs> I want to see where uh, Miss Tarot walks out and Bond's just there licking her couch or something. <laughs> She's a good get, though, Miss Tarot. Especially in Jamaica. <laughs> it's all fancy British men there. <laughs> it was a little no hands movie. <laughs> Jeez, he really looks. Like, he's, he's currently licking her face. Yeah, there. Right. He's trying to kiss him, but he's just licking. <laughs> I love the faded into an image of the fan. Yeah, faded why, out. It, <laughs> it wasn't like it. It then panned down to Bond in bed. Just, <laughs> we just need a random shot of a ceiling fan. <laughs> And the fan, it's not even like it's highlighting something the way Bond uses the fan. It's just shot at the fan. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, that's another hidden message. How do we tie this into something later on? Yeah, it's foreshadowing. Um, I'd love to slap like the editors and like Terrence. No, we have to have the fan <laughs> shot in there. How will they know that it's hot in Jamaica? <laughs> Some things you can excuse for being 1962, and some stuff is just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he grabs her right here. That explains what? <laughs> there, he's licking her again. <laughs> oh, he's not licking her yet. <laughs> now he's licking her. And he just checked the time? Now he just checked the time. How is <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you play it on a computer. I think you might need to play on the computer next. Well, but if our listeners are playing it on a DVD player, how's that going to help? We didn't have this issue with Survivor commentary. <laughs> Actually, we did. <laughs> it was just, just ignoring That's true. That is true. I love that he rifles through her purse first before sending her off to her death. <laughs> Dead pot plants out the front. Yeah, she's not very good at horticulture. <laughs> She doesn't have a, a horticulture hobby like <laughs> Dent has his geology. geology. There's a nice spin-off. Something on the Home Garden Network. <laughs> Dent's Ms. geology Tarot's, and Miss Tarot's Dent's geology and Tarot's <laughs> Better rocks and gardens. <laughs> There's... That... Is it... No, that wouldn't count. What is he drinking there? Uh... He's just pouring something. Red stripe vodka. Yes, red stripe. Everything's red stripe. What I was going to say that. Early, what you didn't see earlier was the ceiling fan said manufactured by Red Stripe Corporation. 
they just like it's like some big corporation that pretty much rules over Jamaica and everything is red stripe yeah. and that the government is red stripe. Everything is red That's stripe. That's the precursor to Spectre. The kind of like Quantum was the precursor yeah. to the films. <laughs> red stripe. Red stripe. They just went from making ale and ceiling fans to worldwide terror overnight. <laughs> That's what the R inspector is. Special <laughs> executive for crime, terrorism, red, red stripe, stripe and extortion. <laughs> <laughs> oh here he's got to mess up the bed uh, uh the old fake miss tarot trick i love what we did we never realized he did a repeat of this in the man with the golden gun oh yeah he did that's that's his that's his trick i love just push the papers off i need my cards yeah. what is he playing solitaire here yeah, what are the cards for? He's <laughs> playing snap with himself. <laughs> you just imagine Bond sitting there talking to himself. Do you have any threes? No, no <laughs> fish. That's what he's going to force Dent to play go fish with. <laughs> Look at him. He's sorting out. Is that what he does in his free time? Plays cards with himself. Probably. It's the loneliest game there is. That's that's a spy's life. This is a great scene coming up though. Underrated henchman, I think. Dent? I like. He's I mean, got that evil look to him. He really is the henchman of this movie, too. I mean, you don't really. And he's think more of... normal as well. Yeah, like you wouldn't really think of this as one that has any henchman, but here we're an hour into the movie, and it's been all Dent. You've only heard Doctor No. I love the ah, the old get the gun on the blanket with your foot trick. Yeah. We've seen it a million times. This is Dent's own fault, isn't it, for shooting Bond so many times in that bed? If he just did one shot... Well, we said the world's worst henchman here. I mean, (laughs) shouldn't he have counted? (laughs) That's a great line. The exaggerated death of Professor Dent. Yeah! <laughs> he screamed like Mary there. <laughs> it really is his own fault, though. Alright, a car just drove. It just stopped, just in case you're checking. Oh, I'm at quarrel. Nope. This is just the worst. <laughs> it's our first time. Alright, Catherine. Yeah, <laughs> the one person who will watch this with the commentary and Bomb Fan Twenty Seven or whoever that is. Let's be honest. Though. I mean, have you like a lot of people do this doing commentaries for stuff? Half the time, I'm not actually watching it. If it's something I've seen a million times, I'll just listen to the the commentary track on its own. Right as in, if you're just listening to the commentary. That's track right. On. Why did they take another? Ah, oh, never mind. It's for Felix. PR-23. We need to know what that is. PR-20. Professor Ralph-23. <laughs> Professor Dent's brother was Professor Ralph. <laughs> no, remember it was RJ Dent? What's his name? Oh, Professor that's right. Ralph? <laughs> Professor Ralph J. Dent. <laughs> we saw it. was his boat. <laughs> 
Is anybody else, I say anybody else because you're the only person here, but are you ever bothered by Bond's baby blue masking? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you it's <do>? his island look. <laughs> it, it just I looks love so the, 1962. They give uh, Bond and Quarrel the dodgy boat and Felix gets to keep the really good boat. Yeah. Even though Felix just said that he would go to the island. I'm 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 seriously gonna put this baby blue outfit up. We're gonna eventually do rankings of Bond's worst wardrobes, and this is gonna be right behind the Bond's for your eyes only windbreaker. <laughs> I vote overalls from Devastate Ever Again. <laughs> what does it pal on that boat for? Yeah, that's a, at least we're in sync. Yeah. <laughs> I love they're paddling the sand now. Why do they pad- <laughs> they paddled directly into where there's like a big, like, flowing river? Yeah, exactly. So do you think... Because this is kind of signals the second half of the film. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer the first half or the second half of this? Oh, hands down. Because the they're very different. Yeah, I love the second half of this. Yeah, and we're roughly an hour in, and we still haven't had Doctor. Are we roughly an hour? Are we roughly fifty nine minutes and some seconds? Yeah, we're half an hour in, (laughs) but we still haven't had the main Bond girl or guy. Well, this is kind of all the classic movies. Like that's, I think the one thing I'll say I appreciated about Spectre was that they went back to classic Bond, even in that the villain isn't introduced. I mean, we had the you know the boardroom scene early on but basically the villain wasn't introduced and the bond girl wasn't introduced till halfway through and that's the way all these used to be i mean pussy galore is not introduced to like an hour and 20 minutes into the movie this is underneath the hold on are you gonna freeze frame on ursula andrews coming out of the water so we can catch up here She's coming out now. I'm going to freeze frame on it. I've got it freeze framed right now, which is only making matters worse. (laughs) Let's just freeze it there for about 10 minutes. (laughs) Underneath the mango. It's a bit of a hot debate as to whether who's singing there as well. What? Nicky Vanderzil? Well, I've read that it was somebody else, but I also heard a Dicky Vanderzeel interview where she said it was her. So, <laughs> a bit of drama there. You gotta wonder, has Nikki Vanderzeel done that many roles, or does she just sort of claim fame to anything that's <laughs> uncredited? Oh yeah, I was one of the three blind mice. I was beggar number one of the three blind mice. <laughs> <laughs> no, He's... I'm just looking. I swear, that's maybe great. the greatest Bond line that Sean Connery ever uttered. Is Bond's suit uh, three quarters, or are they rolled up? <laughs> They're rolled up. <laughs> that would be the worst if Bond was wearing three quarters. You know, this is his island wear, and he feels the need to tuck in his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's got no shoes on, no socks. His pant legs are rolled up, but he needs to tuck in his shirt. <laughs> Do you have many beaches in Canada? Yeah, just not by the ocean. Well, I guess we do. It's not just, by the ocean. Well, we do if you're by the ocean, because we have two oceans, but not in Winnipeg. Well, this pretty much just looks like everywhere in Tasmania, minus the palm tree. 
Yeah, we just have lakes here where you can often see the other side of the, the water. <laughs> Okay, so there's no fancy British men talking on screen, and we still have nothing to say. I wonder why. Well, I'm looking at something else at <laughs> yeah, the moment. I, know. <laughs> I love that if you really think about it, she said she's come here so many times, mm-hmm. and she's never got caught. Bong comes here one time, she gets caught, <laughs> and so does he. I just always imagined it that like doctor knew the whole time and he's just crouching in the bushes once a week <laughs> watching her come out of the water yeah he, well, we know he's quite creepy when we get to the tucky yeah. up. <laughs> i can't wait till we get to that part we're nearly up to back with the dog hold on they just started running down the beach for me yeah now the bond just kicks some sand no. <laughs> now he just kicks some sand. The boat's just coming in. Yes. Bond and honey. Yes. The boat. The boat. The men. Binoculars. Binoculars. Point of view of binoculars. The men. <laughs> oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> the speaker man. I have to. We, we'll just let this part play. We know you're there. <laughs> so American. <laughs> oh, the best part still to come. <laughs> uh, they gotta shoot at them first and fire. Yeah. Worst henchman ever. <laughs> Are you What's coming that? out? Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Back. Full speed ahead. <laughs> and like, when he says full speed ahead, how is his voice still magnified? <laughs> okay. Are we still in sync after the last 60 seconds? Coral's looking uh, at the crab. Yeah, the boat's driving off. Uh, I've got... Now the boat's driving off. I think you're a few seconds ahead. Close up for Quarrel. Yeah. Now he's talking. We'll be back with the dog. (laughs) You said the worst henchman ever, but let's be honest, the dogs become the best henchman ever. (laughs) Are uh, we looking at Bond, Quarrel, and Honey in the same shot? Yeah. Of course, the shot runs for like 60 seconds straight, so we're anywhere in the middle of that. But well, now it's a close-up of Honey. Yeah. One thing we didn't really talk about in our recaps is just how well the syncing of the voiceovers are mm-hmm. in these 60s films, because you can't even tell for most of them. And yet, in all honesty they probably dubbed uh, almost every line of dialogue in these movies over again. And yeah, especially when you look at these scenes, the beach scenes here, and 
you take into account that it's not even Ursula Andress's voice you're hearing. They did a phenomenal job with it. Yeah, and Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Oh, Goldfinger, that one must have been even harder. Kingston, that's a suburb like 10 minutes away from Snug. Is it really? Yeah. Kingston and Snug, like sister cities? Is this like. I went to Kingston High School. Is, is this like Springfield and Shelbyville? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kingston would trump that um, <laughs> by a mile. This turns into like an adventure film. Yeah, this is like Swiss Family Robinson now. <laughs> I love it. I wish there was more stuff like this in Bond. But it's funny, you know, we talked a lot about how these early Bond movies, using the location so much was the appeal because you didn't see this in these days. They filmed these on studio backlots and everything. And, I mean, Gilligan's Island was filmed in a parking lot, basically. And with these movies, they went to the real locations, and that was one of the reasons people were so crazy about them, is that it was everybody talked about the exotic locations. Even though this is something we see nowadays, there's still something about these first, I'd say, four movies especially, where the locations just seem so incredible. I love this with the reeds. That's that's the best, like, bottom MacGyver moment in this Yeah, film. something I have not yet tried. Um, I was too busy as a teenager <laughs> licking my hair at a door. There's the dogs. <laughs> They're back with the dogs. Yeah, we're back. We're back with the dogs. <laughs> what if they just announce themselves everywhere they went? <laughs> they, they go back to the lair and Dr. Knows like, did you kill them? It's like, no, we've come back. We've come back for the dogs. <laughs> but these dogs are horrible because they don't even catch them. Yeah. I love these lagoons, though. Um... Like they need to do a Survivor season in Jamaica. You gotta wonder why they haven't done anything in the Caribbean. Because there's too many dogs. <laughs> and too many fancy British men. <laughs> yeah, this turns into like Indiana Jones, this last part. Of... Yeah, I just want short round coming up on an elephant. <laughs> Oh, here comes a brutal kill. <laughs> I love this the, okay, guy. As great as Honey Rider is, I don't know if it makes her better in, in a bad way or if it makes her bad in a bad way. The terrible overacting, overacting she has as she watches Bond kill this man. It's like, she does like the Macaulay Culkin, like, hands to the face. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, here comes. Home Alone-ish there. Yeah. Just to make sure yeah. we're in sync here. Bond grabs the man. Honey oh, overacts. <laughs> I've already seen the overacting. <laughs> so many bright colors in this film. Bond's blue. Danger. Do not pass this point. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Danger. Do not pass this point. Now I get it. <laughs> Who put that sign up? Like, the only people on this island are Dr. No's men. Here's the soap commercial. 
love Carl's slippers. <laughs> Dragon tracks, even though they're clearly car tracks. <laughs> Look, I know Honey didn't have a proper education, but come on, they're not Dragon tracks. Well, hold on. She went through the encyclopedia, and what but letter she did she She only got say? to F or something, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, I mean, she wasn't at t yet so she hasn't covered tires or tracks so let's give her the benefit of the doubt and uh, my dvd stop playing uh, <laughs> tell me if keep it, it going good. i'll catch up you'll catch up on a side note if anybody is looking to help fund our show uh we have a buy <laughs> no new dvd player fund no i'm just looking Not that we're at this part yet, but I love Honey's really over, almost over-the-top flirtation with Bond. Do you have a woman? <laughs> and he actually does. Sylvia. Her name is Sylvia. Hold on, I gotta hear what, what letter she's up to. I think it's F, is it? Or J? Oh, I think she's past F by now. I'll let you know when it comes up. <laughs> we had an encyclopedia. <laughs> T. She's at T. See? She, T. She's in the middle of it. She's. Oh, uh, she did She wasn't up to T I. Oh yeah. no, T Y. Sorry. She's somewhere in the middle of the T's. But she's past R, so she's already all about red stripe so far. <laughs> and P for possible. <laughs> and P R twenty three. She can tell us what PR23 is. Alright, where are we at? Um, I don't know, she just talked about killing the guy? So she's just talking to Bond? Yeah. It is a great scene, though, I think. Yeah, I haven't zoned out once. <laughs> Did I do wrong? <laughs> well, it wouldn't make a habit of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's her flirtation. Do you have a woman of your own? Oh, there's Quarrel. Captain. They're about to encounter the dragon. I sure hope you're caught up in time for Quarrel's death here. Whatever's coming, it's coming this way. Well, they're running through the water now. Keep yours playing. We know you'll catch up pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) And Quarrel just died. James Bond will return in Goldfinger. <laughs> you skipped a whole movie by the time we're done with this. Yeah, we know uh, there's a problem if you start telling us about Seth uh, Linder. <laughs> this. Seriously, these three need their own TV show together. This, like, we, we know that Ian Fleming developed a TV show at some point, but this one especially almost feels like, like a great pilot episode of a James Bond television show. They need uh, Bond, Honey, and Quarrel, Jamaican crime-solving yeah. theories with recurring character Puss Fan. Hawaii or, or Kingston PR-23, kind of, <laughs> the title of yeah, it. PR-23, that's what it is. <laughs> and Puss Fella could be, that's just a front, and he's their boss, and he gives them the missions at the bar at the he's, start of every episode. Puss Fella's the one that every once in a while says, that's it, I'm taking your badge, Bond. <laughs> 
Oh, quarrel. Yo, it's coming. This is the worst <laughs> proc or, or anything, whatever you okay. want to call it in James Bond history. You just shot the light out. I was frightened, so I decided to come closer to the gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. No, why He's not even firing. Well, what's he firing at now? <laughs> ah! oh. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. I know that I'm sick and twisted when it comes to people burning, <laughs> but he just instantly hits the ground dead as soon as he's burned. Like, don't you want to see a little bit of him rolling around screaming? <laughs> At least try, Quorum. <laughs> Look, the dragon car is really hokey, but I do like the hazmat suits. That's oh, a nice yeah. touch. And their decontamination stuff later on. Quorum's body was just left there to die, wasn't it? <laughs> Like, did anyone fetch it up? Well, how come we're not seeing the glow on their faces right now? Like, shouldn't this be more well lit now with Coral's corpse burning? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at it! It's just in the back of Bernie! <laughs> I can hear it! You can almost smell the burning flesh at this point. <laughs> oh, Pussfellow's gonna be so distraught. <laughs> They're gonna have a funeral awake at Pussfellow's. <laughs> The quarrel wake. <laughs> that was a deleted scene. Yeah. Quarrel Jr. Play. and Puss Fella. We must carry on the legacy my father started. <laughs> yeah, that's where the, uh, Quarrel Jr. started was at the wake at Puss Fella. Puss Fella says, I have something. Your father wanted you to have it when you were old enough. It's the keys to his boat. <laughs> Why do they need a dragon car? Ugh. It looks so bad. It's more of a tank. His pant legs are still rolled up here. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall behind again because I'm gonna be pausing at his upcoming scene. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Everybody the, but Catherine is gonna question. be pausing here. <laughs> is there a bodysuit? Is That's the big right. question. <laughs> Now, this one, I said I do have this on DVD. I have it on DVD, playing it on a Blu-ray player. That's where I first noticed it last time. But one <laughs> day I will buy the full Blu-ray, just to confirm this. <laughs> I love the soap that they put up there. Yeah. They're zestfully he... clean now. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to wipe them off, and he just does, like, one wipe on each person. He smears it into their clothes. <laughs> and then now he's wiping the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor knows, like, get all the radiation off of these people. And make sure to wash the floor when you're done. Wash the floor. Look, he's still he's washing still it. on the floor. That's like when Bond pretends to be the henchman and doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> That's actually Felix there. He doesn't know what to do, so he's just... <laughs> and then they have to take the clothes off anyway. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that they brushed that dish soap into them. Oh, I love the conveyor belt. That I love the big speeds them along. Of course, Dr. No, we established this is the movie where everything is labeled. <laughs> Radiation uh, prevention by Red Stripe. <laughs> Here we go. <gasps> There's a bodysuit, I think. Hold on, hold on. I'm not there yet. You're still freeze-framed up. So there we go. Yeah, you know, you might be right. It's either a really good shadow or a bodysuit. The, the mystery lives on. <laughs> we won't solve this one today. 
We should just do a Doctor Who commentary every week yeah, until we right. solve all these <laughs> mysteries. Yeah, he's still got radiation because they didn't even wipe him off properly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we didn't get your fingernails. Well, did anybody, like, kick a Q-tip inside of his ears? <laughs> Alright, they just walked into the cave. They closed the door. Yeah, I'm... Pretty much there. Pretty much. And they're looking at... What is that, a mirror? Oh, it's just another one of the doors. <laughs> so they just found a mini cave room. Yeah. <laughs> they just like to have lots of reflective doors inside the <laughs> caves. Uh, here's what is it? Sister Lily and Sister Rose. The sisters. I've watched this film too many times. This is one of the ones I've watched the most. I think when we did our rankings, I had this like at number 11 or 12 or something. But honestly, I can't even count how many times. I've probably yeah. seen this as much as Goldfinger and uh, Casino Royale and Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah, it's definitely up there as one of mine. Um, I, I love the painting of the the backdrop to make it look like it's a big, long corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a nice touch. But I love how I've said I've seen this film so many times and I know the name of the sisters. But then, <laughs> what? Dent and Quarrel were together in that photo? <laughs> Did this movie always have fancy British men talking? Winston Churchill? (laughs) This is your bathroom. You're right about the big wide open spaces. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much wasted space here in Jamaica. We didn't get your sizes until last night. How? How did they know? Exactly. I wonder what ever happened to Sister Lily and Sister Rose. Uh, they blew up with the rest of the ship. I think most people blew up. <laughs> there was another deleted scene where Bond tried to ask them where Honey was and he just punched them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the girl? I don't know what girl. Ugh. I was. I mentioned before how uh, Honey's been here so many times and she's never got caught. This is another scene where Honey's reluctant to have the food and the drink. Bond's like, no, no, it's right, it's right. <laughs> he is a real like, doofus. He's like, the room might be bugged. She's like, well, what about the food? That could be drugs. <laughs> nah, they'd never think of that. Oh. I oh, love black your, coffee. And... Our favorite part where he smashes the cup coming up. <laughs> Honey just sat down, just in case you're not synced. Yeah, she's down there. <laughs> the acting in this is like a bad soap opera. <laughs> Bond just has anger issues. Smash. <laughs> Hold on, Honey's passing out now. Yeah, she just passed out. No, she hasn't passed out yet. And Bond she passed out. Up China. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like he dropped it because he was passing out. He threw it. Just in a fit of rage, decided, I'm going to smash their porcelain cup. <laughs> <laughs> here comes. Let's tuck you in for bed. <laughs> the creepy. Hello, Jimmy. It's time for bed. <laughs> I love his white shoes as well. 
Shoes off, Doctor. Yeah, that's right. See, in Jamaica, they keep them on. <laughs> Tuck him into bed. You see the claws do it, too. <laughs> it's not even a tuck in, it's just a little perv on him. Was there, like, an additional Checking part of Checking him scene? out. He, he gave him a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> and then Honey's awake. Yeah, Honey's awake and topless again. Turn around, Honey. Nah. And somehow her hair has completely changed. <laughs> they, they curled her hair while she was passed out. <laughs> Put hairspray and curled her hair while she was asleep. Here's here's an interesting question for you. I think everybody's probably encountered um, female, not maybe Bond fans or Bond critics, who don't like the whole objectifying of women and stuff like that. Have you ever met somebody who's critical of Honey Rider? Um, well, I haven't met too many people who are Bond fans. So <laughs> I, I just like noticed Bond. that. I bon, hear, bon, but well, I'll hear I've never heard about, someone say a bad thing. I'll, I'll hear people complain about Tanya, Anya, like, there'll be excuses for everybody, but I don't think I've ever heard man or woman complain about Honey Rider. And she's not a very, you know, deep character or anything. Um, but it just seems like... <laughs> no pun intended. She, <laughs> she gets a free pass, it seems. Yeah, but there is times when she is kind of that damsel in distress and yeah. just there for the looks. Even though she is a bit of a badass, but I mean, if you if you read it, she doesn't do as much in this movie except for the fact that she's right half the time, like you said. But <laughs> honestly, she's she doesn't do won. much. But that just because you don't do much, it doesn't mean you don't have like a competent character. We just heard her explain about how she raised herself and she killed a man who abused her. I mean, she got to tea. Yeah, she's up to tea in oh, the encyclopedia. Through, anyway. When I had an encyclopedia as a kid, I don't even think I reached the bees. And Ben didn't even pick up the James Bond encyclopedia <laughs> that he bought. He didn't get to Blofeld. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many bear rugs in Dr. No's lair. Have you noticed Wait, that? This is like rug? the fifth bear rug. There I see a bear rug now. This is like the fifth one. <laughs> well, there was one on Bond's bed. He went on top of the blanket. <laughs> there was one in Honey's room, one in Bond's room, one on the bed. Yeah. One in Dr. No's room. <laughs> Ken Adam must have had some fun with this. So. There's the painting. You don't see it yet, but there it is. Oh, I'll tell you when I see it. Well, I see that. I love, love the stock the footage of the fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it looks okay for its age. Honestly, this always looks like a hunting lodge to me. It doesn't look like... <laughs> it does look like they're about to go out and hunt some more bears. Yeah. Now, here's another question. If Ian Fleming had had his way and his cousin Christopher Lee played Dr. No, because <laughs> we we talked about, like, oh, well, would this movie have been the same without Sean Connery? It definitely wouldn't have been the same without Terrence Young. I don't think it would have been the same without you know, Jack Lord or, or John Kitzmiller. But as much as I like Joseph Wiseman, I don't think he's irreplaceable in this. I think, though, yeah. if you had Christopher Lee as Dr. No, then that's maybe one of the greatest villains of all time. Yeah, but not if he's Chinese. 
<laughs> Chinese Christopher Lee. He did Whoa. that though. I I gotta find the movie. I know he played oh. somebody who was part Chinese once. I think I could be making this up, but I swear at one point Ben went, "What? He's not Chinese." <laughs> it sounds like something Ben would say. It's it is a bit. There's the painting. Um, which, yeah. That's a nice touch because they don't actually explain it. But if you know what the painting is, that's a cool kind of. Especially for the time period it was in, too. This must have gotten a big laugh in the theater. Um, yeah. it's. I think Joseph Wiseman, he is replaceable, but he also is really good. But it is a bit cringeworthy. Like, mm-hmm. Could they just not have... Uh, what is he? He is Canadian. He's isn't Canadian, or, yeah. yeah. Could they not have just had an American bad guy? Well, I guess they couldn't, could they? Um, well, and his name They is... needed to have someone who's not... Western, but still. His name is Julius No. It's not like <laughs> well, you were tied. He's half Chinese, isn't he? And he's half something else. Or am I just yeah, but recording the... that to make it more less cringe? <laughs> if they wanted to make him full fledged British Canadian, whatever you want to make him, the name Julius No, you aren't stuck with a Chinaman. You know, you could you could make him anything you want. Um, it could have been like Goldfinger, where he just surrounds himself with Koreans. Goldfinger, they even mentioned... We'll get to that when we talk about the books. Goldfinger surrounding himself with Koreans. But you could have just said, you know, I prefer to work with Chinese people for this reason. I think he's replaceable, but I also think he's really good. I just remember the, the AFI, the American Film Institute, they did this thing years ago where they had this TV special where they ranked the greatest movie heroes and the greatest movie villains of all time. And I remember watching the list and seeing, like, James Bond made, like, number three or something like that as the greatest movie hero of all time. And they put Dr. No on there, and I just remember thinking, like, of all really? James Bond ones to include. We're about to get to Spectre. 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 Well, right now they're pouring Bond's drink. Well, maybe we're not about to get <laughs> Maybe we to won't Spectre. just get to Spectre. We will fix this he by next grabbed time. grabbed his knife. <laughs> I'm sure the guards will amuse her. <laughs> Some continuity errors here where Bond is holding the knife in one shot, not holding it, holding it, not holding it. Now he's holding a bottle. Yeah, well, where yeah I he's am just grabbed anyway. the bottle now. Good old Spectre number four. They will never get over his death. I do love that there's a mention of Spectre, though, but it's not really a Spectre film. And then we have Spectre full-on next year. Well, we, I, we talked about that when we first started covering these movies last year, that they had the plan very early on for a franchise. And even if in the 50s, 60s, you had sequels and everything, like the Godzilla movies, the Frankenstein movies, whatever it was. If you had sequels, maybe you had the plan, but they were all standalone movies. This was really the first time anybody ever mapped out a series where they knew where they were going, you know, three, four movies from now. The the order changed and everything, but there was no point to mentioning Spectre here if they didn't intend to follow through with eventually getting to, you know, You Only Live Twice on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I've got a question for you. They introduced... Spectre, 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 uh, back into the films, and Blofeld. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Say Daniel Craig, and it's not looking likely, but say he's around for three more films or that Spectre's <laughs> around, um, they don't get rid of it. Uh, What's-his-face Waltz returns for more films. Would you be open to seeing some more classic villains getting updated into modern films through the lens mm. of Spectre? Or do you think they should be left as they are? No, I think I think Blofeld's kind of something different. I I think part of the problem is that if you tried to do a lot of the classic villains, they're so tied to the story itself that you would have to just retell the story. Whereas with Blofeld, you could interject him into any story you want. If you did Goldfinger, you'd have to do the whole Goldfinger story. If you did Scaramanga, you'd have to do some variation of Man with a Golden Gun. I have liked the idea, especially with the way they handled it in Spectre, though, of picking a movie or maybe more than one movie and just introducing elements. So they have, you know, the kind of Alps resort in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. You know, they they have the love story uh, in Honor Majesty's Secret Service and things like that. I think they could definitely continue doing that. So we're going back to Crab Key for Bond 25? <laughs> they could go back to Crab Key. We need to finally to. see the, the killer crabs or octopus or whatever it was <laughs> that Honey was supposed to fight. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Hold on, let's make sure we're synced here. Bond's they just grabbed Bond, up. and now they just started punching him. And now he's waking up in his cell? Almost. All right, I'll pause for a second. <laughs> They're punching this, him. This this thing, break that fight is the worst fight ever. Now they just now they just showed him waking up. That is up there for one of the worst bot fights. I gotta ever. wonder. He has a rip in his sleeve and a rip on the back of his coat now. How did punching him result in this being ripped? It was the claws when he got tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> this escape could have been done better, I think. I don't know. I always like this. I, well. Yes and no. I liked the escape, but when I did read the book and you realize how much more brutal the escape is in the book, that I would love to see. I want to see Bond hanging outside on the the, the, the side of a cliff. Uh, that's something that would have made this fantastic. But The explosion confuses me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I understand if it's conducting electricity, you should have just been shocked. But it just doesn't do it again. Like, it happens once, and well, then he just goes. Rubber-soled shoes have that kind of magic. <laughs> it's already uh, broken half his magic off, shoe. <laughs> yeah. It's an ordinary rubber shoe. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's also shots in here where you can clearly tell it's the stunt double and not Connor right now. <laughs> Nicky Vanderzil. Yeah, Nicky Vanderzil. The things they didn't expect would eventually be seen in high definition. That's not the gun barrel there, that tube. It almost looks like it. How does he know which way to go? Uh, he feels the cool air coming from one side. <laughs> that This set is cool, though, these tunnels. Oh, yeah. They're better than the world with not enough tunnel. Oh, you mean the one... No, the world with not enough one was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't like that. Well, you don't like anything about the world is not enough. No. I love the way he, the, the sound effects when he falls here, though. It's like a laser gun from Star Wars. <laughs> we needed the slide whistle. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> 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 
very clear stunt double too they needed like to pan across and we see that han solo and luke are in the garbage <laughs> factor and that this is actually the death star it's not a bad scene i think it could have just done be done better though because it's just some music playing for one yeah <laughs> yeah this was not the right moment for silence <laughs> After after all the Bond themes when he's walking out of the casino, this is the one moment I could have actually used. (laughs) 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 Yeah, rather than just silence and then pew pew. Or jump up, jump up, Jamaica. (laughs) You know, we put that video up of uh, your suggestion for... uh, What's the song we use for the Spectre opening credits? Oh, Sunshine. Sunshine, Lollipop, and Rainbows. Let's recut this scene with just various songs from James Bond history playing. I love that when the water comes in, Bond just doesn't do anything. (laughs) He just lies there. He's like, oh, well, this is it. (laughs) You should be Where's that water coming from? Somebody flushed the toilet. Yeah, that's the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) To cut to the scene where Dr. No finishes up at the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Or you need, like, Sister Lily outside the toilet door knocking on the door. (laughs) Sister Rosie, you're nearly done. (laughs) Yep. She's just sitting there plunging it. (laughs) I'm almost done in here. There could have been a sitcom out of Sister Lily and Sister Rose's antics at Dr. No's lair. Yeah, we got uh, Kingston PR23 and now we got the sister's toilet troubles. <laughs> Not to mention, what is it? Uh, Tarot's uh, horticulture and dense <laughs> yeah. We're getting a lot of TV shows out of Dr. No. <laughs> Where does he end up? I can't even remember. Jeez, he really does look beaten up after that. Well, at this point, his shoes are soaking wet. I would think the water would conduct some electricity yeah, on that as well. why is he soaking wet? <laughs> I guess he's got a wet patch. Lightly damp. Convenient man taking off his radiation suit. <laughs> oh, right here. Bond, they really did a number on his undershirt, too, while they're at it. <laughs> yeah, okay, so the guy's just taking off his radiation suit now. Oh, and here's Bond, God. as he does in most of this movie, just kill somebody for no reason. <laughs> I want to see, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he just starts punching the guy, and all of a sudden the very next shot he pops up and he already has the guy's costume on. <laughs> it wouldn't put me put a pass on. Oh, here's the, the, everything the, is labeled set. They've got speech. Like, is that what it is? Or is it a breathing hole? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you ahead of me? On their radiation suits. Oh, yeah. Like, what's that for? Breathing or speed? But then Dr. Nose well, is clear. Why does yeah. he get a clear one? <laughs> I haven't seen Dr. Nose yet. Alright, they just showed the monitors on the TV screens. Now it's back to Bond. Yeah, I would think it's actually both because there's no oxygen tank attached, so they're still breathing the air. Check person. I want to read all these signs. Abandon area. What is abandon area? <laughs> abandon area. Like I'm thinking, you know, Does what that you mean we, a, you, are we you abandoning a, that area, or is well, that where we go to abandon? Well, you know, when you're at an amusement park as a kid, and they have like a lost child there. If you lose your kid, this is where you go to meet up with them. 
Yeah, that's where the henchmen have lost their children. Oh, I love the big sign, reactor, that's just on a <laughs> cement wall. Oh, sorry, it says it, reactor on. A sign on the background, sponsored by Red Strike. <laughs> Reactor. Hot water, do not touch. <laughs> and why is this guy just wearing like a clear plastic suit that's inflated? <laughs> Everybody else is sagging, he has an inflated suit. Oh, I'm glad they actually have the control interlocks and thermal converters because you really can't tell the difference between them. If those weren't labeled, there'd be some real trouble. Tra- trajectory computer. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. What if there just was a sign on the back right now that just said, Dr. Julius No. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. No. Chang. <laughs> Chang. Cha. Chai, Chang, what are you doing, you idiot? I love that person. <laughs> no, we do need a sign that says "Breathing Hole," aka voice speaker. <laughs> Globe. <laughs> Missile tracking. Yeah, what's with his like bubble wrap suit that that guy has? <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. It is. It's just an inflatable plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> the propter marvel ran out of suits. They just had him step into a garbage <laughs> bay and pumped him full of air. He's got an air compressor. I want to see where that guy just starts choking from radiation and dies. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, henchman four. We ran out of suits. <laughs> it's just a plastic bag. Danger level. I haven't seen danger level. Hold on. Okay, what are you seeing? There we go. Danger level. And it's at 25 right now. <laughs> as long as it's not like 40 or above, we're in a good level. How do you measure danger? 25 <laughs> sounds pretty bad to me. And that's not a level. It's always... The sign is fixed. It That means it's always on 25. <laughs> it's always 25 dangers. I just want to hear Stairs. that. Chang, you idiot. <laughs> Outside base. <laughs> boat. Model of a boat. <laughs> Antenna. Oh, I didn't ever notice the clock in the background. Oh, it's, it's gone off down now. now. But... It says missile tracking and then has a countdown. <laughs> you know what would be great? If they put like an arrow next to it and there was just a sign that just said numbers. <laughs> If it wasn't for the signs, this scene would just really the most boring scene of the film. Yeah, uh, there's just not a lot of reading out words. Oh, he's got it up to 25 now. Oh, you move the wheel and that changes the danger, maybe? Yeah. Oh, Wait, so, oh, so the danger level is adjustable? Like, somebody's going to be like, excuse me, we don't have enough danger in this mission right now. Turn the danger level up to 25. <laughs> Chang, raise the danger level. <laughs> Jump to know is quite speedy. Oh, abandoned area is flashing. <laughs> so does that mean we abandon that area or yeah, we go exactly. to that? Don't go near oh. here. 
I want the scene where one of the henchmen's like, do we go there or are we abandoning? (laughs) Wait, I'm a little unclear on this. Do we abandon (laughs) this area or abandon to this area? This, uh, this fight's too short. Yeah, it is. It's cool, like a fight on this thing and then he falls in, but it's just too short. I always love the brutality of the death, though. I also love that the entire body of water is boiling, but steam is coming out of only one spot. <laughs> I want to see, like, his claws melting on that thing. Yeah, we need to see his body actually, like, evaporate. Yeah. Oh, there's a little bubble coming up there that just popped. <laughs> Bond nearly tripped on that ladder. <laughs> he came this far, and then he dies from broken. <laughs> Where's the sign that says, Tripping Hazard? Be cautious. <laughs> Wait, there's a contamination area. Shouldn't they have a decontamination area? Like, if you want to be contaminated, go into this room. I love... I'm, I've got the subtitles going. They're talking about the rocket, and they said it's a very hot rocket. <laughs> oh, that's good. They've been running a little bit cool lately. <laughs> See, it's a great fight. So short, though, and now Dr. No's already gone. Yeah. And why does Bond take off the suit? And why is he closing the door? Like, he just wants to trap anybody who may still be alive <laughs> inside there. He has to go and pick up a rat before he goes. Oh, here's where we're able to punch the guy. <laughs> oh, he just went into the room. Oh, I just saw the punch. Oh, you might want to pause it. He just tri- and he trips the guys he's running past to. Let me just punch you before he has a chance to answer. Where's the girl? Ugh. And when he grabs the sister here. You actually totally expected the same thing, just to clock her. This escape's cool, though. Yeah, it would have been cooler with crabs or squids or whatever it was supposed to be. Giant octopus. So is this the slowly drown pole? I love that they've got yeah. a whole ramp dedicated for that. <laughs> but there's no sign there to designate it. Yeah. We've been waiting to use our... I love everyone just jumping off. <laughs> it must be like some sort of oil <laughs> thing or something. And you know, again, we, we, we talked about this before, but this is... Really, I mean, it's like any other one. These people are just looking for work in Jamaica. <laughs> There's a guy who cars up Crabkey. What does Bond do? Let me punch the guys and drown them so they don't steal our boat. Like, he could have yeah. just said, hey, do you want to share the ride with yeah. me? Let's let's all go together. <laughs> <laughs> He's locking people in the exploding uh, base here. <laughs> He's throwing... The guy tries to climb back in the boat and he tosses him back in the water. <laughs> no, I want to see where he throws honey out as well. <laughs> My boat. <laughs> Quarrel said I was the captain now. It really doesn't feel like this field has, like, one minute left. It's really rushed at the end. Like, that escape was cool, but it needed to be longer. Let's... We'll probably get to a rankings of this eventually, but the whole Bond floats away with the girl ending... Do you have a favourite one of those? Um... This one's pretty good. (laughs) 
this one is I I mean I always wish Thunderball had had a proper one and it wasn't just let's make a real oh, rescue. That's ridiculous when they shoot them up into the sky hook. <laughs> I, I actually I, I I think of the newer ones I'd probably go with Golden Eye just because it played on this whole ending, but then you know yeah that's <laughs> the twist. Oh we're all, we're there watching you the whole time. I feel it's a bit late. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you got a whole army full of men. You should maybe be like, yesterday. You know, there's a bunch of men I threw in the water back there. Some of them might still be alive. <laughs> I love that they do it underneath the mango tree. Yeah. This has gone too fast. This well, this is the second shortest still. I love that they get rescued and then he just lets go of the rope. Yeah, what if Felix just took this litter and was like, fine, I'll leave you here. <laughs> Whatever happened to Honey? Uh, she hit the bottle pretty hard after they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I wish Fleming did like some spin-off novels or something of some of his Bond girls. Well, I don't know about a film, but I would like a Honey novel. I mean, we haven't talked yet about trigger mortis we'll do an episode on that eventually as kind of the latest novel but that's one of the things that i think both of us really liked in the trigger mortis novel was just what would it be like if bond was still dating somebody three weeks later would it actually go well yeah and here's well, our 30 second end credits <laughs> that was quick i and do like I, the bond silhouette though i did not see beggar number one in there yeah it doesn't exist it was just beggar number two <laughs> Well, that's it. Doctor No. <laughs> that went very quickly. Yeah. I, I think Let's watch I it agree again. with you, though. The, the climax now, I think it goes by way too quickly. Yeah. Um, like... Doctor No's dead. They're escaping. Yeah. It's with Phil. We're killing a couple people on the way out. There's Felix. <laughs> it's done. Is this Bond that he's most assholey, this film? Oh, Must hands down. <laughs> Including when he's slapping around women later on. I mean, this is this is a whole new level. I mean, he he's flat out murdering innocent people here in the end. Murdering people, tripping people and punching them. Yeah. Chucking uh, people off boats, licking people's towels. <laughs> the licking is a weird thing we picked up on this. And they needed that Marvel ending where after the credits we've got the wake at Pussfellas because we never learn what happens to Pussfella and yeah, what happens... the bonus scene there? Yeah, we need closure on Quarrel. <laughs> you need closure on Quarrel. <laughs> ben doesn't. Ben, ben just... Ben's okay with Quarrel Jr. Yeah. I don't know. Do we feel like we learnt anything new from doing these <laughs> commentary here? <laughs> we learn about Noah's hatred for... No. The, the, my computer is the, fast. Com- your computer's fast. You don't like British men. Um... <laughs> well, actually, some small things like the red stripe. <laughs> yeah, we learn about red stripe. And, and uh, Winston Churchill slash Bentley head. The C4 uh, Easter egg there predicting Quarrel's death. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a lot. This is the one that I've seen the most times. Um so it was kind of just, let's watch Dr. No again. Um, but there were a few things I picked up, and I imagine if we do some more of these, if um, <laughs> we'll probably pick up on some things. Because when you're watching with someone, someone can point out, hey, look at that. And then 10 seconds later, you'll see what I was looking at. So <laughs> Exactly, 10 uh, seconds later. Oh, we should say... It was fun. 
we don't really intend to do this in order if we keep on doing this. And again, it's all going to depend on the rankings. You know, when Ben is available, we'll definitely try to do rankings. He might want to do some of these commentaries. So it's going to be a lot of back and forth, I think, over the next couple months with what we're doing. We'll definitely be a little bit more frequent than we have since our last episode. But I don't know. If, if somebody has a suggestion for just a random Bond movie you want to hear a commentary of next... Don't die then, another day. Other than die another day, because if Ben's not doing these, you'll never convince us to do it. <laughs> Although I think it might be a fun experiment <laughs> but i no. think at this point we're open to anything but from russia with love just because we want to kind of keep it unpredictable yeah maybe a more one yeah we could just jump back and forth between bonds we could do adult and even i wouldn't be that opposed <laughs> to it but i think well we need to do thing... living daylights to figure out how many martinis at that's right yeah we have to settle that debate officially I think the one thing that uh, this was definitely fun to do, it's, you know, we, we laugh a lot as we talk about these movies, but to watch it at the same time, it is a different experience, almost at the same time, I guess. I think the one thing that will be interesting is when we get into some of these movies where we disagree on them more. Like, I'm very interested to sit down and do a commentary on, say, one of the Timothy Daltons and see <laughs> if, because sometimes you watch a movie with a person, you, you appreciate it differently, like... Did you ever watch growing up, like with your siblings or uh, friends, just really you intentionally go out of your way to watch bad movies with them? Uh, yes, I could say that that's happened a fair few times over the over the years. I can't even count how many times it's like, okay, let's go to the video store and let's just grab every bad movie, every movie <laughs> that just looks terrible, and I could give you a list of all the bad ones to see. And if you sit there watching Snow on Dogs. your own, Snow Dogs, your favorite. I can tell you I saw Chud, which Chud stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> There's something we could do a commentary on. But, like, if you sit down and watch some of these movies on your own, it's not really funny. If you're watching it and you can make fun of it with a person, it's a different experience. So it would almost be fun to do some of those bad Bond movies like Never Say Never Again. Um, maybe not right away. Maybe we'll get the nerve up to do it first. But <laughs> that'll be an interesting experience. See if even if we watch some of the ones we disagree on to see if our opinions change at some point is watching it with you and Ben going to change my opinion on something like the living daylights um my opinion is not changing on die another day I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there I think it's safe to say none of our opinions are changing on die another day and we apologize for Ben's opinion <laughs> as we have many times so far I do have a bit of an update though before we go um I'd just like to inform, we we learn a few things during this episode, and I can tell you that Red Stripe is a 4.7% ABV pale lager brewed by Desnos and Geds in Jamaica. So, it was first produced in 1938 from a recipe developed by Paul Cotter and Bill Martindale. It is authentic. No mention of Pussfella well, in there, but we're sure he does stock it. Well, Pussfella is just a nickname. He, it said, first developed by Paul H. Cotter, and we can now confirm that Pussfella is a nickname for Paul H. Cotter. Well, we figured out that J.R. stood for, what was it again? Uh, or R.J.? Uh, R.J., Ralph. Yeah. Ralph. Ralph J. Dent. <laughs> and Pussfella's real name, Paul H. Cotter. So there yeah. you go, Red Strike, brewed there in Jamaica. Is its actual, that's its actual slogan, brewed in Jamaica. <laughs> So you are welcome on behalf of Double Oz Seven for the new insight we gave yeah. into Doctor No here, and we should get money from them because we're totally uh, spruiking their product. 
we also discouraged the people from listening to the commentaries that they put hard work into putting on the DVDs. <laughs> oh, there's an even more of a Bond connection here, because it says in 2015, Heineken acquired the stakes in Red Stripe. So, uh, Bond drinking Heineken in Skyfall, he could have been drinking Red Stripe. See, all the outrage there, and it was just coming full circle from Dr. No. 50-year anniversary. <laughs> it was always intended to be that Yeah, one. it was a subtle uh, <laughs> Dr. No <laughs> Learning so much. Um, I, I guess, yeah, we don't know when the next episode's going to be, but it'll be soon. And or if you did have, off the top of your head, if you had one commentary that you would be interested in doing, what would it be? Are you asking me, or are you asking the listeners? Well... If the listeners want to answer back, they can answer back right now. But you're here, so give yeah. your opinion. We'll give them ten seconds. Uh, right. What do you think, listeners? Hmm, ah, good choice, yeah. Ah, yeah, I wouldn't go with that one, but each their own. <laughs> no, um, off the top of my head, not even thinking about it, I think um, Moonraker would be a fun one. Um, and Spy Love Me could be quite fun as well. I'm going to go with Live and Let Die because I think that would just be absolute madness. Well, that would be a good follow-up to Quarrel. Um, mm-hmm. a more, I just think a more one. Yeah. But Spy it's Love up Me, to... For Your Eyes Only, could be fun. It's up to you as well. Not that it's really up to you, but if you want to suggest something, whoever you are, listener, <laughs> uh, throw a suggestion our way and we'll consider doing it as the next commentary. Um, also throw a suggestion our way if you have a specific thing you want us to do rankings on once we do have Ben in line but we'll try to get to a new episode soon ranking the commentary yeah let's rank the 007 commentaries right after we rank our best of episodes was it uh, best we should of part have come one? up with some we had Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and we had uh, the Hall of Fame we needed to come up with something for the commentaries but oh well Yeah. if you have a suggestion write to us at we'll get Peter Travers on for a couple of minutes. Yeah, if Peter Travers is listening to the show, we take back everything we said we want to on the show. <laughs> anyway, that's it for the commentary of Dr. No. And, uh, ben may or may not be here next week. If not, we hope that you're fans of us. Because, uh, we care about you more than Ben does. That's why we're the ones here. <laughs> and Dr. No is over, but Double Us will return. And until next time... I am Colin, and I'm not going to say this in a British accent because I want no one to remember what I'm saying. What? Um, and my name's Nora, and keep drinking those red stripes and uh, reading your encyclopedias past tea. Your name, Quaddle? Maybe. I'm a friend of Commander Strangways. You ain't that nice. I like people whose friends are people. I'm a member of Spectre. Spectre? Spectre. Special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, extortion. I prefer the revenge department. You might as well know as you want to live to use the information. I want you to Underneath the mango tree, Mahani and me. Come watch for What are you doing here? Looking for shells? No, I'm just looking. 
We'll be back with a dog. Oh, wait a minute.